1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
0: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to the Full 90s Soccer Time podcast our weekly look at the seattle sounders fc mm-hmm. nerdy soccer culture you yep. fan outrage and an attempt to understand the hottest cooking league no the hottest soccer league not funded we're your host from mornings on 1077. and i'm gregor and he's been all over CenturyLink field with pants on he's branded from the internet
2: not lately well i mean not lately being around CenturyLink field i'm currently wearing pants so i have late laid- pants it's amazing
1: how everything is fine, and then as soon as we start, we have like dropout issues. We're living in a Zoom world, and it's going so badly. Hey, do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. You can tell us your favorite sumo wrestler. You can give us a rating, not individually, because yes, no. that's not appropriate. Oh. But yeah. give us a rating of five stars. Yeah, if you want to individually rate us, you could do five stars. But I I don't want
2: anything else. Two stars if you want to rate our tattoos. Uh, primarily oh, like, th- thanks to the the last person who rated us, um, like nine months ago <laughs> you keep drawing
1: attention to how no one likes us brandon and i feel like that that's a not a that's not the selling point that we need
2: <laughs> if they're already listening then <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time here sorry <laughs> uh primarily you could leave us a
1: comment we want to know your favorite ever seattle
2: this one <laughs> from iCarly, like to fr- the, yeah the seattle from iCarly to the seattle fraser to the Seattle from uh, Grey's Anatomy, or what was that? What was that movie? Uh, Chronicle? No, Chronicle. <laughs> Chronicle. It was like this. Uh, um, it was like the, these kids discover that they have superheroes. I think somebody impales somebody else on the space needle. Um, it's it was written by that guy who I think is now a confirmed like uh, sexual assaulter. Max Landis, but then again, who isn't these days?
1: Uh, (laughs) In a quarantine, anything goes, right? (laughs) Um, Let's see, this week, no sports, so that's pretty cool. NASCAR is going to be back. They're going to do 35 races in 41 minutes. That's going to be pretty exciting.
2: Uh, Saturday, They're not not going to record all of the drivers saying the (laughs) N-word. They'll still say it. They're just not going to record it. (laughs) um, I got to imagine that somebody
1: in one of the marketing meetings was like, listen, the most ratings we've had in <laughs> no, no, Dennis. We can't have people use the n word no matter how good the ratings. Well, the president that was uh,
2: those those people should go, uh, uh anybody listening, not the, those people, <laughs> <laughs> anybody listening should go, uh, look at your buddy, uh, Casey McClain's recent stand up that he posted to Twitter because that is funny.
1: Uh, uh Tacoma comedian Casey McClain is now. Hosting for Tacoma, Tacoma Comedy Club Saturday night, they do weekly Zoom stand up comedy shows, which is wild because comedy relies on laughing so much, but with a delay to the laughing, that's crazy. But what they're doing, he told me about it. He said that they're getting, you know, nationwide comics to do 10 minutes real quick. Like a, like a showcase show, but they have audience come in and they vet the audience and they let like 10 or 15 or something like that, audience members who they know are going to be cool, be unmuted. So they mm-hmm. have an audience to laugh along. And he said, it's really weird and cool and it works really well. So he posted a clip from that. He's comedian Casey McLean. Uh, maybe we'll even give him some love and tweet it out or something like that because it's very funny.
2: There was like, a, I feel like there's a point where if I was a comedian, um, I would say a joke over Zoom and then and then do the pause where you, you like wait for the laughter but, but then it doesn't come, be like, okay, cool. So that one didn't land. Let me move on. <laughs> it would be like at this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause you have to like there's a delay. Like you were saying, there's a delay where you have to wait to see if people laugh because Zoom. And it's just uncomfortable.
1: You got you to tell the audience to start laughing Like that you're going to do like a hand signal when you're wrapping up the jokes. So they can start <laughs> laughing right away. So that way there's no delay in it and it keeps the show moving right along. Uh, A little later on in the show, I'm actually really excited because I got a chance to sit down with our pal, Roger Levesque. He used to play on the Seattle Sounders FC. Then he became this guy who incredibly involved in community outreach from working with the Rave Foundation and the Sounders to a bunch of different other avenues. Now he's a champion for Give Big Day, which is, as we record, today, Tuesday, and tomorrow, Wednesday. Despite the name being Give Big Day, it is actually two days this year because of the COVID-19 crisis and the money that needs to be raised. Last year, they raised over $20 million dollars doing this from the efforts of people like roger so we'll hear from roger he'll tell us what he's up to he's got a good ben gibbard story he'll tell us about those famous goal celebrations that he did that's at the end of the show today after we're done making our very important dumb jokes we will put on the former professional to tell us about what's really up so uh, hang out for that or fast forward through this right now to whatever market is. is you'll be able to find it cool did you know
2: that did you know that roger levec runs ultra marathons
1: uh you know what, Brandon? You can find out more about ultramarathoning if you listen at the end of the podcast to Roger Levesque interviewed by myself. Sick.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> on that brand. Thing, <laughs> that thing that I have not listened to yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. I literally got it edited this morning moments before it had to go on the radio, so um, it's, uh, it's been a wacky day. Anyway, um, Saturday night, the Sounders are re-airing a terrible night for Turf Boney. The Sounders FC Cascadia Cup win against Vancouver in vancouver so if you're into these throwback matches or to being on twitter to high five each other online that is a great escape saturday night
2: it's like a weird um it's i i i think we've talked about this the whole like watching the throwback matches doesn't quite do it for you yeah um i like it though i mean i I, i'm starting to see why the more that i'm the more the further that we are removed from actually being able to watch soccer the more i'm like yeah, I could I could do this. Now, Now, the promise of soccer coming back, well, first of all, it's not promised, right? right. But soccer coming back, obviously there's going to have to be a lot of changes to the season if they want to complete the current season. Um, there's going to have to be a lot of changes to maybe even the way that the games are played, whether or not they're played in front of crowds, whether or not they're played at neutral sites. Um, if there's no crowd, does a neutral site really matter? Maybe because of travel. You know, do they play a tournament format in order to to end the season? All of these different things. Um, I've heard the Premier League is considering changing the rest of the season's matches to only 45 minutes long in order to be able to play more matches in less time. Would you, uh, not asking about the 45 minutes, because I think that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, would you support the uh because I've seen an ECS statement about this and I'm not going to tell you what it is but I'm going to say that you can probably assume what it is but would you support soccer coming back uh matches being played if uh they were behind closed doors 100%
1: I 100% support that because you're paying these athletes to be performance machines and they're supposed to be able to block out the the crowd. I know that that's easier said than done. And I want ECS there yelling to try and get into the head of the goalkeeper on the other team, but the professional athletes, the crowd shouldn't really deter them other than just in key moments or whatever. They're getting paid for it. They're restless. They're not doing anything. It's only we're all starting to make dumb decisions because we've been cooped up for too long. Like let's not pretend like that's not true. And so these, you know, 20 nothing year old athletes like how long is it going to be before they crack and something stupid happens you got to give people purpose so let them play in you know in a closed door scenario i do not agree for the leagues that were already going like if you're a liverpool fan you can't have a tournament decide it. they were like all but sealed they would have had to lose like every match for the rest of the season which we all know was not going to happen so um i don't know that i agree with league uh league one handing the title to psg i think right i don't know if i agree with that either because the it wasn't like if liverpool had sealed it it's a different story but if you're in a relegation battle and you're gonna get bumped down and lose all that prem money i don't i feel like the the solution has to come more for how the teams are going to be compensated if you do something that's not by the the letter of the rule book or whatever so for sounders matches yeah i'm all for
2: it let's get let's get teams playing as long as it's safe for the teams now, how about how about if the, those behind closed doors are at a neutral site, like a neutral location? I I agree with your take
1: about travel and stuff. I think that it's um it's got to be unless you're going to do it where nobody has an advantage. Like if we all play in
2: Banff. Salt Lake,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not even real Salt Lake has an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so something like that. Like even then. You know, it'd have to be like spring training, where you send all the teams for however many weeks it takes to make to make up all these games, and you send them all to now. Phoenix is too hot at this time of year, mm-hmm. but everyone goes to the equivalent of that somewhere else, where there's a high school soccer compound, and you play out the remainder of it. But there's no way because you have too many people with too many families and too many kids, mm-hmm. and like there's there's so many variables that it's going to be really hard. So if they think that playing behind closed doors is going to be safe. That's wrong too, because of those same variables.
2: Now here's an option.
1: Yeah. Apparently
2: fans, fans in, um, in Germany supporters for, of, of, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, which is the other Borussia team.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the other Munich team,
2: right? They, uh, they have all of their fans, who have purchased uh, cardboard cutouts of themselves <laughs> to put into the stadium for when uh, when for when play resumes this month? Apparently in Germany, the person so- that stands
1: behind me is still mad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, you can't you can't see my my cardboard cutout on TV. <laughs> Goddamn, Gregor! <laughs> Can we get this? Can we get this? Is the cardboard cutout right here?
1: Hold on, I'm not looking. <laughs>
2: Given the bird,
1: <laughs> I'm sure scouters would photoshop it so I'm like actually holding a bird on my hand instead of <laughs> flipping one.
2: <laughs> For those, uh, uh, nobody can actually see us right now, <laughs> but I've uh, I took a screenshot of Gregor flipping me off and made that my background <laughs> on Zoom <laughs> because we can't be in the same room together. This is as close as it gets.
1: Oh boy, it is. It looks like I'm taking a bite out of your shoulder. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Ah, we should recreate these for our uh, for our social media. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's good. I should just take a picture of what you're talking about so that oh, way we just yeah,
2: actually yeah. have it.
1: And then um... oh, wrong
2: hand. Oh, there we go. That's the right
1: hand. Oh, there's Hold a on. picture of me taking a picture of the Hold screen. On. Okay, there, there we you go. go. Ready? Bird up.
2: Right, okay. Bird up.
1: Put it in front of your shirt. Oh,
2: there
1: we go. So it doesn't get green screened out. There we go.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, oh,
1: I'm a live photo. Ah. F- oh wait, I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're good. Anyway, um <laughs> okay, you can stop. Oh, you already did it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for keeping keeping it going. I should not have told you I was done and just made you sit there for as long as possible. <laughs> um yeah, I, so I'm all for behind closed doors games if it gets sports going again and it just gives like the thing I mentioned before where like everyone's getting a little um a little cabin fever and wants to get out and do stuff. If you gave us us that are sports fans, sports to watch, it would at least be like a deterrent that you could have. So it still puts those people's lives at risk. And number one, it puts the medical professionals and the essential workers at risk, which is what I do not like about any of the solutions. But at some point, you've got a certain percentage of the country that's like, I don't care about anyone else's health. We're doing this. And so right. um it's gonna become a real it's gonna get worse before it gets better, I think.
2: We we should get Dr. Jordan Morris's dad to uh to come on and tell us what he did. Did you
1: say Dr. It. Jordan Morris's dad?
2: Yeah. Did Jordan
1: Morris spend his time in quarantine getting his <laughs> his doctor? No no, no,
2: no, 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 Doctor So Doctor period space, Jordan dash Morris's dash dad. That guy. <laughs> I think his name is Mike. <laughs> It's a okay, so
1: Dr. Jordan Morris dad. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike
2: Morris. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he'll come on based on that intro we just gave him.
2: <laughs> hey. Hey, we want to ask you about the coronavirus, but specifically, we want to know what it's like to be Jordan Morris' dad.
1: Also, we're going to call you Dr. Jordan Morris' dad. Got it? <laughs> He's like, but I'm not. Nope. Nope. That'll be in the title and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I'm ready for. I, I, frankly, you asked me a couple weeks ago what I thought, and like I'm over all of it. Like I don't, I'm having a nice time watering my garden. <laughs> like, that's like how gonna, lame
2: I've become. Are you going to go protest um, outside the Capitol with your like watering canister? <laughs> like, just pouring water on people, be
1: like, you need to stay hydrated there. I'll get <laughs> shot. Someone would shoot me. Somebody would. Shoot he you. assaulted me. That's why I needed this assault rifle. <laughs>
2: It's one of those one of those things that they sell that you shoot the salt at slugs on the side. <laughs> That's my salt rifle. <laughs> I think my dad has one of those. My dad also loves NASCAR. I feel like there's an overlap here of people who like punny, um, uh, like things, tools. tools, items, whatever. Hey, I have another question. Yeah. Um. Uh, would you? Do you want to draw me? Huh this got very titanic very fast <laughs> yeah no hold on you're right you're right let me take my shirt off <laughs> do you want to draw me <laughs> sweet boobs bro <laughs> the reason i ask is because roger bennett who is one of the hosts of men in blazers mm-hmm. and uh Stefan fry who is the a one-time guest on the
1: uh mornings on 107.7 the end roger bennett thank you oh yes that's absolutely right
2: i remember that remember you walked uh, him
1: into the office and he's like how do you say his name
2: yeah right (laughs) he was like and then he said can you get me a coffee but like in the very like uh like not like a hey production assistant go get me a coffee it was more like a hey i would where do i get a coffee around here and i was like i'll get you one sir sir roger Bennett. Sir Roger Bennett. Anyway, so Roger and Steph uh, decided to draw each other um, or paint each other. One of which being
1: an artist, the other being Roger Bennett. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> as you can tell by the result anyway they both uh sold or auctioned off like the painting and then prints of the original painting of each other to charity and that money went to raise yeah for something i don't know i probably should know that but all i cared about was like it, it goes result. to the rave
1: it goes to the rave foundation, they oh, were the up rave to like, foundation. i think they were up to like five thousand dollars or something like that for a That's Stefan great. fry v- version of roger bennett which is with all its angles and it's it's very
2: pop art like uh it's like the the fry version for for raj is like this pop it's if you've ever seen Stephen fry's art it's lines angles it's um this i won't say it's it's great it's it's really well done the, the picture of raj i'm sure raj would want that hung in his own house um because he's above kind of his own bed that. make his wife yeah, look exactly. at it <laughs> yeah no matter what angle we're facing anyway um <laughs> <laughs> that was gross i'm sorry Uh, So you've got that And then Raj is like a cartoon Scrawl of um, Stephen Fry in front of goal holding his Dogs Uh, and it looks like Something you would have created in elementary <laughs> yeah. school.
1: One hundred percent. I found a picture that I drew of birds when I was eight, and it's like, oh, yeah. that's what the motivation was. I'm sure Wait, he just got his uh, kid of to you do flipping
2: it. a bird when
1: you were eight. Not like the post that's going up right now on our Instagram. No,
2: great. <laughs> the um uh. So I'm just wondering, how much money do you think that you and I could raise if we drew each other? Oh, are we gonna draw uh, each other? It, it tried to sell them to the to the race Foundation.
1: <laughs> well, I know what picture of you I'm drawing. <laughs> Also, <laughs> also,
2: hey, um, you draw me no,
1: and I'll draw you and we'll recreate this picture. Great. Okay. The, um,
2: yeah. Save that yeah, background no, that you have
1: and then draw it. And then we'll like seriously like take Photoshop and we'll lay them on top of each other when we're done. Wonderful.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I've got a kid. So we've He's, got drawing materials down. He's an awful artist. He's so terrible at drawing. It's like crazy how <laughs> bad kids are at drawing. It's nuts.
2: I, I just realized the way that I phrased this was that we would draw each other and then sell them They're gonna pay us.
1: That's what they're raising the money for with those other drawings, is to be able to afford to buy art from us. I don't these think anyone ho- understands these- how bad at art I am, so this is this should be real good. These are these are tough times. <laughs> I consider myself a decent photographer, awful artist.
2: All right. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um I can I can draw. I feel like I can draw. I at one point, um, uh, the way I learned was I would like, uh, I would take pictures of old. I used to want to be an architect, but then I realized how much math was involved, so I stopped <laughs> that. Uh, almost immediately my dad once and, told me way that, that my dad once told me that
1: architects are only there to get the um engineer's coffee oh. i was like dude
2: <laughs> is that how you got your nose broken so raj is engineer and i am architect <laughs> perfect uh but i i would like always draw um baseball stadiums uh, i would like find a picture of a, of a stadium and yeah. i would draw a stadium and then I used to think, like, this is great. This looks just like it. And then I would go back and look at it recently, and it's like, that was terrible. It was really, really bad, um, <laughs> which is why I'm not an architect today. However, I feel like I can draw a Gregor. Great. I can't wait,
1: man. I can't wait for you yeah. to draw that picture behind you. You should go to our uh, Instagram right now um, if you're listening. I don't even know what it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> full 90 Soccer at- Time. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. at Full90 Soccer Time on Instagram. You should go and see the picture
2: that we're going to draw. Um, I'm glad that you have the um, I'm glad that you weren't able to get the mouse out of the frame before you took the picture. But I was able to what? You weren't able to get the mouse out of the frame before you took the picture. What mouse? The mouse, the mouse, the cursor, the mouse cursor. (laughs) Have you ever used a
1: computer? (laughs) Oh, that's amazing.
2: (laughs) 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 oh <laughs>
1: oh man I'm gonna take a screenshot of this sucker so we have it full size well not full size oh I'll go to I'll go to speaker view say something
2: oh uh hello Gregor. hey can you, can you
1: can you try that uh that image again for me please <laughs> Oh, okay, okay good thanks <laughs> oh my god
2: Wait, I feel like I need to uh Let's see. Oh no, I have that image. Great, because I made it my background, so I can just draw.
1: <laughs> oh, I might not survive this podcast. This
2: might be my last day. Yeah, <sighs> this is. Um, I, I don't think our podcast will survive. <laughs> this for everybody tuned out immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. But what else do they have to do?
1: Just complain about how there's nothing to do. Like at least you get something here. Some some sort of content. I just spit everywhere. Yeah. Coronavirus. All right. Well, I feel real good about how far we've come today. This this is very nice. i got a couple other things I want to ponder. I was talking about how Post Malone covered Nirvana, did a whole concert of it. It's awesome if you haven't watched yet. It's really good. I feel like on the end we picked a song that is maybe the least good song from the performance to play, but also it was Come As You Are, so it's kind of a staple. People are mad about it. But I was like, I didn't know anything about that guy before except that he had face tattoos. I said that on the radio, and someone texted in to be like, face tattoos show poor impulse control visually for the entire world to judge. And I'm like, says somebody that doesn't have Post Malone money, but yeah, I I get it. It would be weird to be 90 and still have those face tattoos. I think that's strange. But I want to know who you think shows poor impulse control visually (laughs) and would uh, be most likely or would most benefit from a face tattoo. Oh, the Seattle Sounders, not just
2: in the world. So somebody who I think... Uh, has poor impulse control <laughs> who should just, get a face tattoo? It could just be someone that you think would do it
1: or maybe that should do it to look awesome.
2: Hmm. I mean, Raul Ruy Diaz is the most likely, right? Well, he's like neck tattoos already, so he's like just creeping his way up there.
1: Yeah, he, he's just like one quarantine Tuesday away hmm. from having someone come over and stick and poke.
2: I'm trying to think. Like, I think Stefan Fry was also, like, maybe a likely candidate for a face tattoo oh, just because dope. of the, like, amount of tattoos that he has already. But I think the more, the person who I would, like, most want to see with a face tattoo New-hoo. is, is Nuhu. <laughs> <Yes>! Yeah.
1: <laughs> was it because I said, because I said poor impulse control? <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: <laughs> like, the person who I could see, like, um, so there, there's this documentary right or it's like a TV documentary about Michael Jordan right it's called yeah. The Last Dance and there was a um, there was an, a, a portion of it where they featured uh, John Michael Wozniak who is his former security guard um, who like there's this wonderful gif going around of him it's, it's hilarious it's him recreating the Michael Shrug but he's got this like curly blonde mullet and it's the 90s so he is dressed like a like a like he's dressed like a former Chicago PD officer. Yes. Uh, and I didn't uh, kill anyway. my wife. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> he um so this guy and and his crew walk in him him and Michael Jordan are like buddies, were buddies up until he died like in January of this year. Okay. Oh. So him and Michael Jordan Michael and their dead? crew No. <laughs> no. No. Nope. Anyway. Uh, so this guy uh, and Jordan walk into a uh, tattoo shop where Michael Jordan convinces everybody to get the Jumpman logo tattooed on themselves. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this guy, the, uh, this former Chicago uh, police officer who, with a curly blonde mullet um, and is just like a goofy, goofy-looking guy, especially to be leading security for Michael Jordan, um, has a Jumpman tattoo on his body. So anyway, this is all to say that I imagine that as far as poor impulse control goes... Raul Rui Diaz and Nuhu, and then like I don't know um who would be the third, like Javier Ariaga wearing a suit with like high-waisted pants. They all walk into a tattoo parlor and Raul goes, Hey Nuhu, you should get the Raul Rui Diaz tattoo like logo tattooed on your face. (laughs) And Nuhu's just like, Okay, and then does it. (laughs) And (laughs) Ariaga's in the background, like filming on his like uh uh, like a one of those old school like camcorders <laughs> <laughs> with like a VHS tape in it <laughs> yeah exactly
1: okay cool so uh we agree that it would probably be new who uh, love right. you new who uh, I want to know what player if you were to get a face tattoo what like the percentage of your paycheck who gave up the most percent of their paycheck to get that face tattoo like Raul Ruiz Diaz can get 100 tattoos tomorrow and not make a you know It'll hurt him in the end with his retirement money, but in terms of like day-to-day balling money, no big deal. But if Nuhu gets a face tattoo, someone else better be paying for that.
2: Right, I think that's a chunk out of his paycheck. There, yeah. Uh, the bad guy m- makes like forty dollars.
1: Bad news out of the world of sumo. That's called Japan, I believe. The sumo, the May Basho, was set back two weeks, like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. It has officially been canceled. There will be no, no May Basho which is great news if you're a sumo wrestler because they, they're giant fat guys and they hurt their knees and ankles so bad that they'll have a chance to heal up a little bit. So someone like Tochi Noshen could actually, maybe he's been hurt for so long, this could be the six weeks he needs to get healthy before coming back for the July Basho. Shocking announcement, it will be held in Tokyo at the Kokugikan. I can never say that right, sorry. Where it, is it
2: usually held?
1: Uh, it's, every other one is in Tokyo at the Kokugikan. Ko, it's K-O-K-U-G-I-K-A-N, um, Kokuki kan sorry. Um, and then every other one is somewhere else, like Nagoya or Osaka, and so they bounce it around like that. But this one is going to be held in Tokyo because it's the easiest for them to control, and it'll likely be the July one will be without an audience again because social distancing will still be a thing at that time. So bad news, sumo fans. We won't have a lot of sumo to talk about until July, so... <laughs>
2: Sorry. Good new guy who uh, said that he never wanted to hear us talk about sumo on this podcast again.
1: I hope he's still listening because we really doubled down on that. I, I used to do this other podcast called Our Dump Podcast, and we ate uh, these things called burger dumplings on one episode, and somebody was like, yo, you got to you gotta not do that. And so the next episode, we like went harder on it, and he's a dear friend, and he literally unsubscribed and will never come back. It's amazing. So <laughs> trolling is not always the answer, boys and girls. Anyway, um, Brandon, thanks for taking part of your Tuesday to talk about, uh, excuse me, Give Big Tuesday to talk about
2: uh, all the weird stuff in the world with me since we have no soccer. We actually talked
1: some soccer today. I'm proud of us.
2: We did. Yeah. Uh, People should, um, if you stuck around this far, your reward is getting to listen to Roger Levesque and not us (laughs) dummies. Well, at least one of us dummies, but not me.
1: I had a thought just real quick. Think about how many awful impulse Tiger King tattoos were avoided by the quarantine. Like someone who's like, I'm gonna get a lot of likes on Facebook if mm, I'm gonna get a lot of likes on Instagram if I go get myself a tiger king tattoo, and he couldn't because the tattoo shops were closed. Think about
2: how many people got eaten of by that. tigers. First of all, yeah, that's a real problem. We need to address it in America. Quarantine is or not quarantine. Coronavirus is not the only pandemic. Uh, <laughs> tiger eatings is the other thing. <clears throat> uh think about how many people gave themselves tiger king tattoos and how terrible <laughs> that is have you watched tiger king oh absolutely yeah i haven't watched the follow-up yet because i think like since i watched the full yeah. uh series that they've released like one or two follow-up episodes i haven't watched those yet but i've watched the rest of it
1: i refuse i can't i just can't it's it's like a i'm sure if i watched one second i would watch all seven hours
2: of it or whatever but I yeah i can't give it was like it was one of those things where I told so many people le- before I watched it, I was like, I'm not going to watch that trash. It just looks like garbage reality TV. Like I don't. And then I watched it and I was like, Oh, this is so much. It's like true crime. Yeah. It's um, reality TV. Is it, it two episodes too people long? Valley a little bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. Cause yeah. that's what Netflix they tends to do. Condense the last couple into one.
1: Yeah. Or- Netflix with like making a murderer that first season. We didn't even finish. Cause you didn't need to. Cause it was like, right. okay. they like, right. He's in jail now. When we come back, maybe. Roger Levesque! Very excited to have one-time Seattle Sounders FC player and now super cool dude for forever. (laughs) It's Roger Levesque joining us today. Hi, Roger!
0: Good morning, Gregor, thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, dude. Glad you could join us via Zoom since none of us can get together in person right now. I guess let's start with just some of the simple stuff, Roger, um, how you holding up, where are you at, where are you quarantining, you okay?
0: Yeah, uh, doing all right. Um, I'm here in in Seattle, living with fiance Lauren, and so we've been quarantining together, which, is, which has been great. Uh, not at each other's throats quite yet. Uh, we'll see how the next uh, few weeks uh, play out. It's a good
1: test for being married,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. And things have been going okay. You know, I think making sure uh, family, friends are healthy, um, everyone's doing all right. That's in kind of first and foremost on my mind. And i um, actually doing a really good job of a better job of connecting with people than I than I had previously. Like I'm uh, Zoom FaceTime with my mom every day. Oh, cool. Yeah, It's almost like we're living together uh, for better for worse. Uh, and so um, she's back in Maine and uh, so so that's been a, a silver lining, I would say about uh, this whole thing.
1: other than facetiming your mom every day, what have you been doing that you otherwise maybe wouldn't have time for, cooking or karate or something like that?
0: Yeah, I wish I'd gotten into wish I'd gotten into karate, <laughs> um, I don't quite have enough space I'd be breaking things around here. <laughs> um, uh, doing a lot of running. yeah that's I mean probably be doing that anyway though uh, it's been a, a passion since I've, I've stopped playing soccer and so. Uh, a little less time on the trail, staying closer to home, but it's given, you know, given me time to explore the neighborhood. Uh, so, know the Ravenna neighborhood, like the back of my hand at this point. Um, all the animals, you know, where the dogs are, you know, the mean <laughs> cat who hisses at you right next door. Uh, his name's Leo, by the way. Watch out uh, if you're on 54th Street in Ravenna.
1: Are you a fan of Death for Cutie? Have you seen Ben Gibbard, who spent nine hours one day running to all the different music venues across the Seattle area?
0: Yes, uh, and he's also done a, a Dick's Burger running challenge <laughs> in the Seattle area. Him and some friends got together and literally ran uh, connecting the docks between Dick's Burgers in Seattle. Uh, burger, I don't know what they ate. I don't know if it was burger fries and milkshake or yeah. maybe just a burger. Uh, right but they the end. Yeah, <laughs> I passed on that challenge. Um, but we have, we have come across each other a few times, uh, run some of the same uh, ultra marathons, some of the same races. And actually both signed up for a 100-mile race out of Easton, Washington, Cascade Crest uh, at the end of August.
1: Oh, Uh, boy. Let's hope we're all hanging out and doing things like that again by then. That'd be nice.
0: I know. Fingers crossed, right? Uh, The other thing, so in addition to running, the other thing that I've taken on that is new, uh, I've actually been building some stuff. uh, And I'm not handy at all. Uh, I didn't grow up making things, I mean, other than the Legos and the Constructs, uh, but uh, we decided to, Lauren and I decided to put together a, a little garden, uh, some herbs and some tomatoes and strawberries, as I think everybody else has, um, as they're looking for stuff to do. And i um, so built a few planter boxes, uh, which are holding up right now, <laughs> uh, but we'll see, we'll see um, how it goes. We got uh, some broccoli in one, and then uh, we have basil, not basil, uh, oregano, uh, some chives and then maybe some thyme, lemon thyme. Yeah. So oh, that's fun. So uh, that's it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was. It, it was a good project. And, and now looking for more. Uh, you know, I think building stuff and creating things. I mean, that was one of the things that I got into and was really most excited about after I stopped playing soccer. I went back to business school. I took a lot of entrepreneurship classes. And then, you know, my path since then has been worked for the Sounders for a little bit, building out community outreach programs and hence my involvement in Give Big. And then most recently was uh, worked for a sports technology company, building um, equipment to better protect head against head injuries. So uh, oh, wow. I really love building things and and that's the where my path is headed. Uh, but with these planner boxes, actually, you know, getting out there and doing something physical and seeing it come together and now walking out on the you know, our front porch every morning with a cup of coffee and checking to make sure the squirrels didn't get into the strawberries yeah, yeah. overnight. And just like, ah, oh, this is this is kind of cool.
1: <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's really cool. Gar- I've been digging mm-hmm. around the garden for no reason for weeks now. Just like, well, let's... <laughs> Go out and see if there's any more weeds that have grown. That'll be something to mm-hmm.
0: do. Yeah. Should we water some more? Okay, great. Um, yeah, I know. Are you are you growing stuff? Are you growing uh, veggies or herbs <clears throat> or flowers? We're gonna
1: st- uh, we got the tomato starters coming up here. Um, that's the yeah. only thing we're gonna do. We keep killing all our stuff and we try and grow it every year. So we're gonna try and focus on one thing instead of a bunch and see what happens. But we planted tulip bulbs this year and those came up real nice. And uh, mm-hmm. I just put a set a, a bunch of ladybugs out to feast on the aphids that are around and stuff. And that's real fun. And that was uh, especially when a two-year-old is involved and he gets to watch the ladybugs. That was neat. So, Yeah. yeah
0: we it's, get ladybugs.
1: You go to the – like you can – so we had our garbage disposal die. And mm-hmm. so you got to go to the hardware store to replace it. And they have in the gardening section, you can go and find a little – it looks like a little butter tub full of ladybugs. And you take them uh-huh. in, at night. release them and when it's cooler out at nighttime they don't want to fly away because they're the dangers of the night that around so they crawl up into the trees and hide and in the process they eat all your aphids and stuff like that and then maybe the next day they pass on to the next house or whatever so it's uh my whole neighborhood has got ladybugs everywhere i'm sure people are like whoa ladybug And i'm
0: like yes good (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then Good luck for everybody if it lands on him. So yeah. I mean, everybody wins.
1: Uh, it is uh, fun to watch a two-year-old get terrified by a ladybug landing on him, though. He, like lands on his shirt, and he's
0: like, eh, eh. <laughs> it's, a t-
1: "It's a tiny ladybug. Don't worry." Uh, yeah, they're cute. Yeah, yeah, they're super cute. So he's uh, he's taken to him, which is nice. How do you make that decision in the middle of your playing career to just switch gears and go back to school? Yeah,
0: I, I mean, it, it. I I mean, played for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm um, mostly with the sounders, you know, a little bit of time in San Jose at the start of my career. Uh, and it was uh, played with the USL team for a long time and and honestly thought that was going to be be it. And the I mean, MLS coming into town, which is I mean, unbelievable, you know what the sounders are at, at this point, you know, ten years into the MLS campaign and being the the team of the MLS's team of the decade, just, I mean, truly amazing. Uh And that was that kind of renewed when the when I made the m l s team and had a chance to play at that level, you know I never thought I'd have that chance you know once once i had um, was playing with the, the u s l team so I uh, had a chance to do that for three and a half years or so i mean that first team it's it's cool because uh right now i mean even though there aren't sounders games, which is uh, you know crushing yeah. uh they're playing replays and of of old games and uh and one of the games that they've played is on TV is that inaugural match, uh, which is, you know, just, I mean, the group of players and the, and, and those relationships and the friends that I, I made with that team, uh, was, you know, well, you know, will last forever. And so right around the time that I had thought about, tried to think about what was next, um, the team started to change and shift a little bit. You know, a lot of those guys had, had moved on, some had retired, some had moved to other teams. And, um, the, the more I thought about next steps and, and what was, uh, you know, what was exciting to me uh, and it was, you know, stepping away from the playing field at least. Um, Two years at at business school was University of Washington, Foster School of Business was amazing, but I never really, um, as you know, I've never really, I'm still in Seattle, I never really left the Sounders organization, you know, taking a full-time job, uh, driving community outreach efforts um, when I finished with business school. And then over the years being involved in um, specific marketing campaigns, uh, as we as we try and stir the pot with the Portland Timbers, uh, and now uh, can, it continues with my involvement with the Rave Foundation, which is Seattle, uh, the Sounders' philanthropic arm, official philanthropic arm, and give big. So even though I stopped playing soccer, and I've never, I haven't really gone away, uh, and still, I mean, the organization, the game, I mean, I I love every little bit of it, and the opportunity to continue to make an impact through the sport uh, and as part of the Sounders family is, is uh, near and dear to my heart.
1: So you've been tagged out to become an off-the-field champion for Give Big, which you've mentioned a couple times. Tell us, what is Give Big and what is Give Big Day and all of it kind of together?
0: Now, Give Big is an online fundraiser uh, that uh, started, I think, 10 years ago or just over 10 years ago, and the Sounders have been involved um, right from the start. Uh, but it's uh, traditionally it's been one day of giving uh, online donations to support uh, charities, nonprofits uh, in Washington, uh, both here in Seattle and across the state, and it's been a huge revenue generator for nonprofits. I'm talking nonprofits across the board. Anything you're interested in, any group that's helping people, or you know, whether it's sports related or arts or Ah, uh, critical services. You know, critical needs. Over fifteen hundred uh, nonprofits are involved this year, and in the past, I mean, the campaign has raised, I mean, up to twenty million dollars for uh, for these nonprofits. Wow, uh, yeah. So it's huge, uh, and this year it's May fifth and sixth. Uh, so Tuesday and Wednesday, they extended it to two days uh, because of, I mean, the challenging circumstances that we're currently in. Nonprofits are traditional sources of uh, fundraising, you know, whether it's events, um, galas, or, you know, the Sounders, for example, Rave Foundation, you know, soliciting donations at games, you know, no longer are, you know, these uh, nonprofits able to raise money in this way, and which makes GiveBig even that much more important, uh, a way to connect not just to their own communities, but on a broader scale throughout Washington.
1: It's crazy. I mean, you can go from the Pacific Bonsai Museum all the way to human trafficking issues to sports related community outreach. There like you say there is all these different fields where somebody can find something that they connect with and you can champion your own uh, nonprofit or you can maybe find a new one that you weren't aware of.
0: It's I mean, it's givebigwa.org and I mean, you can go and scroll through. I mean, a great tool to scroll through every nonprofit uh, see what they're up to see what they're doing. Uh, you can even create a fundraising page so I have my own personal fundraising page where <laughs> I can engage uh, my network on behalf of a nonprofit which uh, is the Rave Foundation this year uh, and so uh, and you can set up and set up that page and and track your progress of of how much money you've raised for uh, that um, nonprofit that cause and I mean it's a great way to it's a great way to have an impact and reach outside of, you know, our um, quarantine lives right now. Mm-hmm. And and I've I've thought a lot about this and the process that I've gone through of taking care of self first and, and we got to make sure that we're healthy uh, and that in turn, you know, leads to family, friends, our community being healthy as well. Uh, and now, you know, it's just a great chance to think a little bit broader and outside of, of, you know, the impact that we, we can have as individuals being good citizens, uh, but also, you know, thinking about those who maybe need a little bit extra in this time. Um, and it's the nonprofits who are best positioned to reach, you know, those, you know, those people who need help supporting themselves, critical needs, whether it's food, uh, whether it's uh, rent assistance. Um, I mean, there's nonprofits that have shifted their missions uh, to do that right now. And, uh, and they, and they need that, you know, they need our support. So uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a cool thing and I just urge people to go in and, and, and check it out and see, um, see what people are up to, see what they're doing. And it's a great way to engage with the, the community.
1: It's uh, it's so important this year specifically that a new format, it's today and tomorrow. So there's two days worth of encouragement that you'll see from people like Roger, from us, from uh, the entire community looking to help raise some money. You can't exist without a community around you when you live in a city like this or really anywhere. And so now is a great chance to think broader beyond just your own needs and understand how the whole thing comes together. What's the goal and how do we help?
0: Goal is support nonprofits yeah. that yeah the community that that needs our help right now how to help uh, visit givebigwad.org and see what give big is all about understand and then yeah either uh donate what you can uh, or champion a cause set up your own page and engage your network uh, and and find ways to to support those you know in this really really challenging time and not just this challenging time but then also thinking beyond you know I think um, I think about other organizations that I've I've been involved with in the past, and I think about Seattle Shakespeare Company, uh, for example, uh, delivering um, arts uh, to this community and putting on a, a roadshow show uh, in the summertime to go and, and deliver Shakespeare to you know the whole state who you know at schools and for kids who don't necessarily have those those resources, and that I mean that to me changes lives, and so for Seattle Shakespeare Company who has had to cancel you know, their season who can't hold a fundraiser are relying on campaigns, are relying on give big to to raise money to keep the doors open. And so, you know, I think there's there's so many different ways that we can help. And, you know, thinking about, you know, those in need right now, but then also, you know, you know, what does the future look like? And we're gonna continue to rely and we're gonna need probably organizations like Seattle Shakespeare Company even more. You know, coming out of this, as we look to reconnect, as we find ways to, um, uh, to, um, you know, find some sort of normalcy. So, I think that's the. I mean, those are the the biggest things. I you know, think of, think about how you can help, how you want to make an impact right now. Super important, uh, and in the future, and then give what you can. You know, I think that's the that's the biggest the biggest message.
1: And you can give today at givebigwa that's givebigwa.org Now Roger I can't let you go without talking about something that I'm sure you've talked about a million times so you're blue in the face but I want to know you're responsible for these two iconic goal celebrations. I think about them all the time when I'm thinking about Seattle soccer and they come up all the time in the imagery and everything. You chopping down Nate Jacoba and you diving in doing the insertion dive off of the ad boards. Are these things rehearsed? Do you come up with them in the moment? Where do they come from? What are you thinking?
0: Origins of each of those, a little bit different. Uh, The timber chop was a a conversation between Nate and I on the way down. You know, we rarely had a chance to play together uh, because we're, well, he's 6'4", and I mean, a lot bigger than I am, but we played uh, played similar roles when we were on the field, but that specific day had a chance to play together. Uh, And, um, you know, close friend, we're sitting together on the bus on the way down and just, chatting about, you know, it would be really cool to, I mean, stick it to the timbers if we, if we get a chance. And, and that was, uh, that was, that was what we came up with. So that was, that was perfect. And then the other, the, the scuba uh, was never, uh, we never really talked about it in terms of a goal celebration, uh, but we, you know, used to uh, do the scuba dive uh, off the, off the couch uh, or off the porch, uh, depending on, um, (laughs) what, what time of night it was. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was a time when I was living with, uh, Taylor Graham, Mike Vecito, Evan Brown, uh, all these, you know, these young guys, I mean, we were playing soccer, we were, we were living a dream. And so, uh, that was a, the scuba dive was a result of, of just some, you know, young kids kind of messing around and, uh, the, the having, uh, materialized in the way that it did. You know, I'm not sure, you know, what the creative spark for that was, but uh, <laughs> just one of
1: those in the moment type things that happens, huh? Mm-hmm. That one's for your friends, I guess.
0: All right. Yeah. And, and a good, a good reminder that we just, we just still need to celebrate the little victories, you know, regardless of, of how small and maybe, um, you know, doesn't seem meaningful, but I mean, that little, a little bit of celebration goes a long way.
1: I think about it all the time. Still, when's the last time you did that? Was that the last occurrence of the scuba dive?
0: Um, now I think I've I, I think I've reenacted it a few times. <laughs> um, I know, but my most recent celebration was when I you know. Finish one of those planner boxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dive right off the back of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Roger Levesque from um, all walks of life here, from being a professional sports star to being a champion for Give Big Day. Thanks so much for taking the time, dude.
0: Gregor, thanks. Really appreciate it.
1: You can take action today by hitting up give